the Lord be with you. Do you ever have mornings when your alarm goes off and you start thinking about some prickly people you're going to have to deal with that day or you think about problems that you're going to face and or you just want to curl up and go back to sleep? Or do you ever have a night, the middle of the night kind of night that you toss and turn, you fret and worry, just wishing you had some kind of special power? My go-to verse when I'm needing special power, special wisdom, is in that magnificent eighth chapter of Romans that some have called Romans 8, the Himalayas of the Bible, as perhaps no other chapter soars so high with more peaks and pinnacles of God's love than Romans 8. Here's my go-to verse, Romans 8, 11. I read, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through His Spirit that dwells in you. The working assumption all the way through Romans 8 is that every believer, every Christian, has the Holy Spirit within. In fact, Scripture says that a believer's body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit chooses to live. That's found in 1 Corinthians 6.19. So Romans 8.11, it, it begins with, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that's assumed he does dwell in you. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit who lives in you. On that dark Good Friday afternoon, Jesus was literally dead. He was limp, lifeless from bearing the penalty for our sins. Then on the third day, the Holy Spirit raised Jesus to life. He did not resuscitate Jesus. He raised Jesus to new life, to a glorified, eternal life. So follow what Paul is saying here. He's saying to the same Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, that that same Holy Spirit is living in you to give you new life, to give you new power. Now, if we miss this here in Romans 8.11, we would see the same Spirit-powered life in Ephesians 1, 18 through 20, where Paul writes, the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe is according to the working of his great power when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at God's right hand in the heavenly places. So you see, the Holy Spirit that lives in you is your power source. The Christian life is not a do-it-yourself project. The Christian life is rather partnership with the Holy Spirit. Because the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, he dwells in you to give life to you. Now, sometimes people read Romans 8, 11, and they think that Paul is talking about the wonderful promise of resurrection at life's end, 
when God raises our bodies from the dead, and that will be wonderful. But that is not what Paul is talking about here. Rather, what Paul is talking about here is what the Holy Spirit is doing in you and me now, present tense. As the Holy Spirit lives within us to make us alive with the fruit of the Spirit, that is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. The Holy Spirit dwells in us so that we can cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy. That's the Holy Spirit in you. So he who raised Christ from the dead will give life, notice Paul says, will give life to your mortal bodies. The the Greek word translated mortal means a, a body that is prone to death. Bodies that are dying, but they're not dead yet. The Holy Spirit is giving life to them. It's what Paul is talking about in 2 Corinthians 4.16. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. So as our bodies wear down, we have the exciting prospect of every day being renewed, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And frankly, that's why I don't mind having birthdays, because I'm being renewed by the Holy Spirit every day. Now, a person who has helped me to understand more of this kind of spirit-powered living is a great 20th century Chinese Christian watchman, Ni. Watchman Ni was a church leader uh, in China when the Communist Party came to power. And he suffered persecution, was in prison. But Watchman Ni did so much to plant the seeds of what we're seeing today in China's growing underground church. Well, Watchman Ni tells of when he was a young man swimming in a river with a group, group of Christian brothers. And he sees one of the brothers, well, he seems to be having a cramp. He's struggling to stay afloat. And so Watchman signals for another brother that was in the water nearby who who was an excellent swimmer. He signals for him to help the struggling man. But he does nothing. Finally, finally, when the struggling swimmer goes under, then the brother with just a few swift strokes, goes to him, and soon both of them are safe on shore. Well, Watchman E tells us that he was absolutely furious with the brother. He says, didn't you see him drowning? I mean, why did you wait so long to save him? And and then the excellent swimmer explained. He says, well, if, if I had tried to help him sooner, he would have grabbed hold of me so tight and both of us would have gone under. You see, a drowning man cannot be saved until he is utterly exhausted. There's there's too much fight in him. He must be exhausted before he can be saved. Well, Watchman Nee said that he got the point. And he applies it to you and me who are perhaps trying so hard to stay afloat. We're trying so hard to live the Christian life. And it's not until we are utterly exhausted and trying to do it on our own, that the Holy Spirit can then give us his new power, his new power for living. 
Because the same Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, he lives in you to give you new power today for living. Now, if what I've talked about today excites you, I want you to know that that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit who's calling you to stop trying to do it on your own. He's calling you to live each day reliantly on him. I'm Tim Smith, a fellow traveler on the Pilgrim Way. Thank you for listening. Until next time.